Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is March 17, 2021, episode 60. I am Sarah and I am here with Tyler. How are you? I'm great, thanks. You're just full of energy today. I know. Wow. Um, what you been up to? Oh, nothing out of the ordinary in terms of <clears throat> sorry, what I've been watching or playing. Um, how about you? I did watch one thing that you didn't watch this week, which was the uh, South Park pandemics or the vaccination <clears throat> special. Oh, that's right. And how did you like it? Uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was on par with the first pandemic special there it it did have its like it was very on point as they usually are uh it did have one scene where i thought they maybe maybe took it a little too far but you know that's them and that's what they do and you just accept it i guess at this point but all in all i would suggest watching it it's very funny and where did you watch it again and what service? uh i thought it was going to be on crave in here in canada because that's where the south park lives uh, but it was on the CTV app instead for some reason. So that is where I consumed it. But yeah, other than that, I've been doing nothing as per usual. Uh, but we do have an email. So would you like to read the email? Sure. The email coming in here from Dan. Uh, the title of the headline, or sorry, the subject line of the email just says Skydome with a lot of exclamation marks. <laughs> Obviously in regards to this in, in, uh, in uh, response to our email last week, right? Where we talked about uh, baseball or baseball stadiums, ballparks, and various foods that I, I mentioned. So, so then Dan's email here he shows out. He says, "Tyler and I are going on a road trip to eat food at ballparks because I want <laughs> all of these foods you guys have talked about." I agree. I would love to go to all those stadiums and try all those foods too. Maybe you would come back ten pounds heavier. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I can afford it. <laughs> Start saving. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Well, thanks for the email. We appreciate it. The only other thing I want to mention uh, briefly before I get into tonight's topic, uh, which will be movie related. I think I hinted at that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, is one thing I'm very excited about. It's sort of a, a little milestone for today. Well, coming up anyways. Today marks 30 days until the early access for MLB The Show 21 oh comes out. Gosh, so would. 30 days from today... I will be able to play, well, sorry, not quite because it'll be coming out like midnight, but almost 30 days to this point. I can't wait for MOB Talk oh. to come back. Woo-hoo. Yeah, it's going to be hard for me to try and cram in a couple hours of Apex every night when I'm going to be playing MLB 21 all the time. last year. You'll survive. Probably, usually if, if the servers are a little rough for MLB the first couple of weeks, I'll just use that time to bounce off the Apex and then come back on when the and servers are. the four early days are for? I hope so, yeah. The early access. Because it's supposed to release for April 20th for everybody. Yes. Like, in pre-order. Or, um, if you're buying the uh, anything besides the standard edition, you can play it on April 16th, four days earlier. Is so. it uh, early access on Xbox 2 or just PlayStation? I believe... Know? It's also on Xbox. Okay. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. I'm 100% correct. Don't quote me on that. I've only looked at the PlayStation okay. marketing, so. <laughs> but it, it, would, it would surprise me if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, unless you have anything else you want to mention briefly, I was getting to the topic. No. Okay. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, what made me think about this week's topic. Um, uh, so, was it, I think it was on Monday of this week that the. I swear it was yesterday. I think it was Monday. I think it was yesterday. Well, what day did I watch Speed? Because that's when I think the same day I watched Speed on feels like yesterday. Disney Plus. <laughs> fine. Wait, yesterday. Tuesday. Okay, fine. Yesterday. 
Yeah, you might be right, actually. Now I think about it. Okay, so yesterday We're all shook. was when... Yeah, Sarah's right, Tyler's <laughs> wrong. Big surprise. Um, yesterday is when the uh, Oscars announced their... Well, yeah, the, the list of uh, nominees yes. for the 2021 Oscars, which is uh, really late this year. I think it's usually... I think when they have these reveals, the nominations, the awards shows usually a couple of weeks after, but in this case, it's not coming out. Not coming out. I mean, it's not going to be live until uh, April 25th. Yeah. So a long time ago before the Oscars. But I mean, again, 2020 was a weird year in mm-hmm. terms of a lot of movies getting pushed out. Uh, everything was pretty much online streaming. Like most of the nominees, honestly, uh, for the Oscars were a lot of stuff you could find on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Uh, some That's rare true. cinema releases that happened last year in smaller markets. But yeah. Everybody got a chance to see all the nominees pretty much then, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, it's it's, it's frustrating because there's a lot of movies I want to see that are that were nominated for Best Picture that obviously didn't come out in theaters here last year, but uh, but they're not available online. I was anywhere. gonna say, are some were well, some unless of you them, use a VPN or something? Yeah, but. were some of them like U.S. locked? Like we never got them in Canada. It's not even, I'm not even talking about like Netflix stuff. I just mean things that I don't think were ever available to stream okay. unless you wanted to buy or rent it through like a you know like a Cineplex app or, right. or one of those things. Okay. Even even you, I think in some cases YouTube maybe you can rent some of these for like six seven bucks. So what I want to bring a list. So I kind of threw around a couple ideas in my head. Initially I was going to make a list of like look back through the last like decade or two and just look at all the Oscar movies that I thought were snubbed that I would have mm. that you know either didn't get nominated or did get nominated but didn't win. I like yeah I mean that's. I've thought about that so many times before. I can probably recite the list off the top of my head. It's not very, <laughs> it's not a very intriguing topic for me. Um, I am more intrigued by your actual topic. Yeah. So I came up with a, basically a plan B, which was I was trying to find a list of actors. And, and I apologize. I did specifically, because I was kind of like in a time crunch today, I specifically did look at a list of just actors. So this is all male. I don't have any actresses on the list. I'll do a separate one for that some other time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't want to like half-ass it tonight yeah. so uh figured if i can do it, i'll do it properly so that but it's just it's just easier generally speaking to find a list of male actors in this case for the topic i was looking at which is basically actors that have never been nominated for an oscar whether it's best best actor best supporting actor you know whether whatever field you're looking at here uh, none of these actors on the list and all these names surprised me um i sort of have them ranked here by age so we can go oldest to the youngest or youngest to oldest, whatever you want to do. But um, a lot of the older actors, that's really surprised me that they had never been nominated before in any capacity. Can we start with the youngers? Sure. I would like <clears> to be more shocked with the older ones. Now, when I say young, I'm using air quotes here. Oh, uh, yes. I didn't obviously choose anybody under 40. Okay. Because I feel like those actors obviously love a lot of time to, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, to have a, a chance at, you know. I mean, that's the, thing, that's, that's the interesting thing about, like, Oscars or even any award nomination in general is, you know, Sometimes you get nominated when you're like a teenager. Sometimes you get nominated when you're in your 80s. Mm, like it's, it's true. And actually on that topic, it's interesting. The one thing I'll, I'll note before we get into the list here, um, one of the best actor nominees this year for the Oscars was Anthony Hopkins. Mm. He, he starred in a role, uh, sorry, in a, in a movie called The Father, which I believe is about an older gentleman who has like Alzheimer's. But okay. um, So Anthony Hopkins is uh, 83 years old. Wow. So that makes him the oldest best actor nominee in history. So, Crazy. Yeah. And he's like, he has a good chance to win this year, I think. Not he's not like the outright front runner. A lot of the um, backing right now for the best actor is going towards Ch- Chadwick Boseman, yeah. uh, the actor who, for some, might know him from like playing Black Panther in the Marvel films recently. But uh, in this case, he was actually nominated for a movie that came out on Netflix last year that he apparently gave a great performance in. I haven't watched the movie yet, but I definitely will before the awards come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was a. <clears throat> sorry, I'm afraid I don't, I don't really I don't know if it was based on a true story or a book or anything like that. But it, it was called. 
it's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Okay. I think it's about jazz musicians or something oh. to do with like it's, it's an older period, not like yeah, older an older period film. Piece, period piece, sure. Uh, but he's apparently amazing in it, and oh. there's a lot of and anytime someone you know passes away, especially yes. in his in his case, he was relatively young. I think he was in his early early to mid forties. He died from cancer, and um, so you know, like I like to, not to use to bring up Heath Ledger, but it's always the easy I was example. Say but that too. Yeah. whenever an actor who's kind of in their prime passes away, generally speaking, the award they'll get the posthumous. I guess that's how you pronounce it, posthumous win. Yeah. I still, he's the best Joker still though, so I'm not sad that he earned that one. No, no, he thought you definitely earned it. I'm not saying he that he only won that year because he had passed away. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying, like in a <clears throat> in a crowded race this year for best actor. I mean, I could easily see Anthony Hopkins winning it, just given his pedigree and the fact that this probably will be his last chance to ever win one. Mm. But I, I can also see it going Chadwick's way as well. So, sorry, you said you want to go youngest oldest yes, for this list. Please. Okay, so I will. I'll mention the name. And based on whether you stare blankly at me or not, I'm going to know whether you know who I'm talking oh, no. about. That's going to be so, so much blank the, first, the first one, I don't think you're going to know. Okay. So I'll just tell. I, I might. Get my eyes ready. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the older actors on this list, you probably know or at least have heard of. But okay. So in this case, the youngest one on this list at, at 42 years old, um, his name's Oscar Isaac. I've heard of the name. Yeah. You he might know him movies. recently from, he was recently in the Star Wars trilogy, the last three films. Oh, I didn't see he any was, of them. Okay. So never mind then. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, and again, I, I'm not saying like him being on the system, I'm not saying like, oh, it's a crime. He's won an Oscar before. Like mm. he's had a lot of great roles. I think a couple of them he, he could have been nominated for. And maybe it's just a really strong field that year. Or maybe some of his films just didn't have a lot. Like a couple of these, the films that he did had smaller budgets or they were like, you know, sort of not indie films, but didn't have huge marketing budgets behind them right. and stuff, right? So that's how a lot that's how a lot of films get nominated for the Oscars is they have big studio backings behind them and a lot of just word of mouth things. Right. So smaller roles tend to get unnoticed. Um, although lately it's interesting because with, with a lot of the films nowadays coming out on Netflix and stuff, it's just easier to reach a broader audience, right? True. Like anybody can like even if you don't have a Netflix account, I'm sure you're piggybacking off someone <laughs> else who has one. So everybody can watch Netflix nowadays, right? But so anyways Oscar Isaac in this case, like I say he's obviously still a relatively young actor. He'll have many Hopefully, good years ahead of him. But uh, a couple movies I wanted to shout out of his that I thought were great that he could have gotten some more recognition for, in my opinion. Um, he did one. Uh, I don't. I didn't write down the years of so unfortunately. But I know this one. I think was in, within the last uh, six or seven years. Uh, it was called Ex Machina. Oh, I heard of that. Too. Yeah, that's a great film. Uh, he plays like a, I don't know what you want to call him, designer, like high tech, like computer. He basically designs AI robots. Mm-hmm. And uh, I won't spoil the plot, but it's just, it's very, it's a very interesting sci-fi movie that was done on a smaller budget and it's very, it's pretty much like filmed in one location. So it's like a, like a, you know, globe, globe trotting type of film, but okay. he was great in it. Um, it's actually the front of the, one of the first, I'd seen him in other movies before. Was, this was the first time I saw if it's really maybe take notice. Be like, okay, this guy's actually probably a really good actor and he, <laughs> I really wanted to see what he's going to do in the future. Right. And the other one he did, um, that I'll be honest, I've only seen it once years ago, so I need to rewatch it, but I do remember this film leaving an impact on me too. From his performance was he did a film uh, it was directed by the coen brothers who okay. i love uh-huh. and uh it was called inside llewellyn davis I and don't know he, he plays oscar isaac plays a, a as a he plays the the name character the, the the title of the film the name character llewellyn davis he plays basically a struggling musician in new york and i think it's if i remember correctly the period it's not like a modern day it was like maybe I don't know, 50s or 60s. I don't remember what what era in the 1900s it was, but um, he plays a struggling musician like in New York City. And um, and the nice thing about it too is like there's a lot of not a lot there's but the musical pieces that are in the film 
Um, like it has a really good cast. You got like Adam Driver in there. You got uh, mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake and a bunch of other uh, great actors. But they all when the music scenes are all filmed like organically, so they're all playing guitar and singing together. It's all filmed. They're not lip syncing. It's oh, not. Wow. So he's he's really talented, not just from an acting standpoint too, but. Um, yeah, that was a great film. I need to rewatch sometime. I don't know if it's on Netflix yeah, or I never heard them doing that streaming movie. survey. It's it's one of the Coen Brothers' more sort of underrated, unknown okay. films, in my opinion, but definitely worth watching. Uh, next on the list, at the age at the ripe age of forty four, <laughs> uh, we have uh, Colin Farrell. That surprises me. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I I'm a huge fan of his. I, I I've never seen a film he's in that I didn't like or mm. thought like, oh, he was bad at that. I've never thought that. He, but he is, he has a hard time standing out too. And it's not because he picks bad roles or anything. It's just again, he doesn't do a lot of the high budget or like like big like no. He's not in like franchise films. Like he's not yeah. in Marvel or any other superheroes. Mm-hmm. Although to be honest, the thing that does intrigue me is he has this, a pretty interesting role coming up in the new Batman film. Does uh, he? The one that's just called The Batman, the one that Robert right. Pattinson is playing Bruce Wayne. Is he a bad guy? Uh, yeah, he's playing the Penguin. Oh, that's but it's not like it's not like Danny DeVito Penguin. Like they're not no, going all no, cartoony no. with yeah. it. But he has. I've seen the. If you look at the. If you look up a photo of Colin Farrell playing Cobblepot or the Penguin in the new Batman film, he looks totally. Dead. They put a whole bunch of just like makeup and prosthetics on him, and okay. it doesn't look anything like Colin Farrell. Interesting. But it, I could kind of hear his voice in the trailer. And I right. kind of thought that it was. That's another thing I like about him too. I mean, and most actors on this list. Um, I have a bunch of actors on this list that are British or Irish, right. but I always appreciate the actors that are great at hiding their accents. Yes, that's a like Colin Farrell does a really do. good job hiding his Irish accent naturally. Like he's, um, I mean, obviously you, you know, if I was gonna name a few films off the top of my head, I know you've probably seen of his like Phone Booth, um, yep. in Bruges was great. Uh, one of his one of his sort of offbeat roles I really liked him in because he doesn't do comedy a lot, although right. I think he can be funny. Is he was a really good, sorry, in the um the first horrible bosses film. You know, the one with Jason oh, Bateman yeah. and he played uh, he played the uh, played the boss of uh, like Donald Sutherland's characters in the film yes. and he passed away early on the film he plays the Bobby Pellet that's his name he plays the son uh, who has to interact with Jason Sudeikis a lot and, and yeah, Colin Farrell in this film he's, he's wearing like a fat suit like a fat gut and he's got like a he's yes. bald, bald head they give him like a bald piece to wear and he's just like a total scumbag a in this movie. film it was fun he was really great in that movie too playing this like cocaine addicted yeah. like fat overweight <laughs> like, it was just what a character for him which was kind of funny um yeah, so like I said, again, Colin Farrell probably got decades ahead of him, and I think mm-hmm. I think he could do some very. I, I'm I'm always curious because he's, he's at that age now where he might start showing his age a bit because mm. he's pretty much looked the same for the last decade or so. I think he hasn't looked <laughs> so. But when the actors get older, it just makes me think if they change how they choose their roles, like maybe he doesn't do. Not to say he does a lot of action roles or anything, but I just wonder if he'll be going more Dramatic. into dramas and. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not really even like a period piece kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So I, his filmography is all over the place. But I'm very curious to see what he... I think he's a good contender in the next 10 years or so to, to get a I nomination for something. All right. What do we got next? Uh, let's see. I think I only have one other... Okay. One other one here. Um, he's almost 50. <laughs> he is 49 <laughs> years old at the moment. And uh, I'm probably going to pronounce the last name wrong. I should, should... It's not a hard name. I just feel like I'm always <laughs> mispronouncing it. But Paul Bettany. Paul okay. Bettany. Uh, he... For like the last 10 years, pretty much. I mean, as most actors tend to do when they get locked into these Marvel contracts, he's been... Ever since Avengers Age of Ultron, I think it was the first time he was in it. He's been playing Vision in the oh, Marvel universe. And okay. recently, obviously, he was part of WandaVision, WandaVision which was yeah. huge in Disney+, Plus, right? But he's a great actor. Um, and he does tend to... I'm trying to think of a role where he doesn't use his British accent because <laughs> he generally does tend to star in movies where he can use his accent, right. or at least it's part of his character. I'm sure he could hide it if he wanted to. But um, I think he's a great actor. Uh, who, Like I said, if I looked at his filmography over the last 10 years, and there wasn't a lot of roles I could pick out of there that weren't 
part of the Marvel. He, he really okay. was a huge part of that for the last 10 years. But going back to like the early 2000s, there was two roles of his in particular that I really enjoyed. And ironically enough, both films, he was with um, both films that I, I liked of his uh, that I'm going to mention here. He starred with Russell Crowe in both these movies. Oh. I think they are actually friends in real life. Okay. Um, maybe if they developed friendship from these two movies, it wouldn't surprise me because they were very close in these movies. But first one would be um, in from 2001, A Beautiful Mind, the Ron Howard film. Right. He was the uh, invisible friend. Well, spoilers. It's old. It's early on. It's early on, <laughs> yes. But you're right. He, he uh, yeah, Paul Bettany plays, he doesn't have a huge role in the film. No. At least after the first half, he kind of gets phased out. But yeah, he plays a, an integral part in the first half of that movie. I think he was great in it. Yeah. First time I made me take notice of him and be like, okay, he's. He's interesting, you know, because I mean that whole movie is just was all about Russell Crowe, but Paul yes. is still still enough of the spotlight that I thought, okay, maybe he could be on. And then the more, where he really impressed me, actually, maybe even more so than Russell Crowe, was a few years later they did a movie called Master and Commander. So I haven't seen that one. Um, that's a great movie. It's uh, it's, it's about pirates. It's boring. Well, it's not really pirates. Boats. It's it's about like you know, it's back in like the Napoleon days yes. when you have like the you know ships with cannonballs and it was all. Like the, the British and the mean, French against yeah. each other, you know, 1800s type stuff. But yeah, but again, Paul Bettany was basically the, um, he plays on the ship, he plays the doctor and also like the best friend of Russell Crowe's character who's the captain. And they have a lot of really interesting arguments and debates about just like how they treat the crew and, and how, you know, Russell Crowe is more of an aggressive person and Paul Bettany is more the pacifist. But mm. again, I thought he was great in that movie. And um, it wouldn't surprise me if, if, if again, Paul gets a little more rec- recognition in the next 10 years. I think he's, He's on that trajectory. I, yeah, I think he's due some recognition. Here's an interesting one. Uh, at 53 years old, we have who I think is a great. I don't even. I don't want to call him a character actor. I don't think it's fair to call him a character actor. But that is. He does a lot of smaller roles. But um, Guy Pierce is his name. Okay. He first time he really obviously caught my attention and most of Hollywood's attention was when he did. He was in uh, Christopher Nolan's first mainstream film, Memento. He oh, played, he was the main character. He was the lead character. Leonard. Okay. Yeah. And then. Um, uh, some years out, I think it was maybe in 2005 it came out, What really, where he really caught my attention. I really loved Memento. I thought he was great in it, but where he really caught my <laughs> attention, and because, probably because you know I love Westerns, obviously, but there was an Australian Western that came out in 2005 called The Proposition oh, that so I loved. Australia. No. Um, and he was also in a movie, one more shout out for Guy Pierce. He was in a movie, I think about eight or nine years ago, called The Rover. Uh, it was also, I think, an Australian film, or at least directed by an Australian. Uh, and uh, it's our Robert Pattinson as well. But Guy Pierce's character is, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something about his performance. He's, he's, he's an actor that he's never been like an A-lister in Hollywood. He's definitely, he chooses his roles very well, I think. He doesn't do a lot of bad roles. Has he, but, he done TV stuff? I don't believe so. Okay. No. But, uh, I mean, for more of a mainstream film, I guess he was in Prometheus some years ago. Not a huge role. Like the the Alien movie. Oh, was, yeah. Uh, but I really like and and uh, I remember seeing an interview with him. Oh, another one. Good evening. Is in. Uh, sorry, I just thought of another one called Lawless that came out. I don't know, six seven years ago. That was with that also had Tom Hardy and uh, your boy Shia. Why is he my boy? He, he is Shia. not my boy. <laughs> he is negative boy. But look up the look up the name. You'd probably recognize his face. You've seen him in something before, even if you don't know the name. But Guy Pierce thing is a great actor. Now I said again, I don't think because of the roles he chooses, he's gonna have a lot of chances. Mm. And it's like I said, he's in he's almost in his mid fifties now, but the possibility is there and I, I think he's I think he's due some recognition. Um for those that don't know him already. Just watch one of those movies I mentioned and you'll I think you'll think he's great in them. Um uh, next at fifty five years old we have Jeffrey Wright. You may not know the name. If I showed you a picture of him, you might recognize him. Okay. Um, first time he caught my attention was in a movie in the mid-2000s 
Uh, it's called Syriana. I don't know the name. Huge cast in that movie. You got like George Clooney, Matt Damon. Um, oh, there's another big one I'm missing. Chris Cooper. But uh, Jeffrey Wright was really good in that film. He wasn't like the main character or anything by any means, but his his subplot, his his por- portion of the film was very interesting. And then he was in a lot. He was in a couple of the James Bond films. He played uh, he played the CIA agent who would sort of help out Bond, uh, Felix Slater. Okay. So in Casino Royale, he helps Bond at the poker game, and then in Quantum of Solace, he sort of helps him throughout parts of the main plot. But, okay. And he's also, I think, yeah, he's, he's supposed to be in the new Bond. Yeah, I don't think he was in, he wasn't in Skyfall or Spectre. He just wasn't part of those plots, but he, they did write him back into the new Bond. So it's come out, hopefully, this year, the uh, No Time right. to Die. Um, and also another big one of his, another thing I find interesting is, again, kind of circling back to the, the new Batman film that's coming out that I already mentioned earlier with yep. Colin Farrell and Robert Pattinson. In that one, they cast Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, which I think is an amazing oh, choice. Because okay. A, it's the first time you have a, an African-American uh, right. or Gordon. Yeah. Gordon's always been played by an old white guy before. Yes. Uh, I think Wright's a great choice. He has a great voice. If mm-hmm. you ever heard his voice, you would know. He was actually, and also too, he's in, um, again, I'm only in the first season so far, but he's in Westworld okay. on HBO. He plays a pretty big role in that series. I think he's a great actor who, um, yeah, mo- most people have definitely probably seen him in something or if you've heard his voice, he just has a very recognizable voice. I don't want to compare him to like a Denzel or Morgan Freeman. That's Those just are too- top tier. Right. But he's <laughs> kind of up there in terms of like having a great voice to listen to. Um, yeah, I think he's doing a little recognition. But like I said, again, he's in his mid-50s now, so yeah. maybe another decade or so. We'll see what can what, what brings. <laughs> the next one on the list might be a little controversial just because um, obviously the name, when I say the name, you're going to think, why would he get nominated for anything? But I'll, I'll give a couple of uh, obviously brief examples. Um, and to give a Canadian shout-out. <laughs> we don't have too many Canadians on this list. Uh, at 59 years old, I'm going to give a shout-out to Jim Carrey. Huh. Like I for, his, for his said, dramatic roles, obviously. Yeah, like I mean, Eternal Sunshine, are we talking That's the obvious one, yeah. but there's a few. But I mean, it's almost impossible to win an uh, an acting Oscar in a comedic role nowadays. Yeah. It's always going to go to dramas and or, or thrillers, stuff like that. But yeah, when you give a shout out to a few of the obvious Jim Carrey ones, in my opinion, um, you know, like at yeah, The Truman Show, yeah. you got Man on the Moon. You got uh, Eternal Sunshine is my one of my personal favorite yeah. of his performances. Um, but honestly, if I and, and I was trying to think if I had to choose a comedic role of his, I mean he he killed it in the from like ninety four to like ninety nine he was on fire like every oh, every sure. comedy he did you know he you had like he's Ventura you had Dumb and Dumber like that's our he was in Batman he was Batman Forever he was the Riddler which I know you have the a soft spot for you the, mask. the mask I didn't forget that I'm going chronologically I didn't okay. forget the mask and then um, but honestly one of my personal favorites just because I love when he. I don't even want to say he plays different characters in a movie, but when he, there's the fact that he can shift his personality and his facial animations are some of the greatest of any comedic actor I've ever seen, I think. But one of my personal favorites of his is uh, Me, Myself, and Irene. Oh, yeah. Him playing a dual role in that movie, I think, is amazing. Uh, how can you just switch, switch not only his voice, but just his, his facial demeanor, tics in that movie, his yeah. demeanor, everything is amazing. But yeah. You, you wanted him to win for Sonic. I, I thought he was really amusing in the Sonic <laughs> film. He, that he could he he that was like peak nineties Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's exactly was. what he he knew what he was doing. Um, but no, like yeah, his only chance really to win would have been back when Eternal Sunshine came out at like oh three or oh four. I, I think. think he can still pull a dramatic role out mm, of him. I don't think he's at that point anymore in no. Hollywood. I really don't think people are casting him like that anymore. So like he's already. I think his only other film he's got in the works right now is the Sonic sequel, essentially. Right. So he'll write one himself. It'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, if he, even if he never gets any recognition, that's fine. Like I said, I, he doesn't, I don't think he cares about it. I mean, he's presented at the awards a number of times. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I just, I hope people can appreciate some of his non-comedic roles because I think he's really good at that, too. Mm-hmm. And we got a bunch of people here that are, not a bunch, sorry, we got a few that are 65 would be next on the list. Okay, so we'll go with um, 
Now this next list, or sorry, this next uh, mention, um, I'm obviously referring to his previous filmography. If we're going back 20 years or so, because you know, been, within the last 10 years or so, he's done a bunch of garbage. <laughs> and it's a shame because I think he was once a great actor and he just stopped caring. Oh, um, I feel... So, that, so at the age of sixty-five, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna mention Bruce Willis. I was gonna say Bruce Willis. Yeah, definitely nothing he's done recently has um, is why I'm saying he deserves some recognition. But uh, looking back at his, I mean, obviously, like he came for me, he came on the scene with Die Hard. Yeah, that, in my childhood, Die Hard was how I knew him. I'm not saying he should get nominated Best for Christmas those. Hmm? Best Christmas movie. Yeah, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> but a couple quick shout-outs I want to give to movies he did in the early 2000s that I thought were great, and he might have got a little award recognition for. The obvious one for me is <clears throat> Unbreakable. Yeah. The M. Night Shyamalan with the one with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. We talked about that before, I'm sure, on here at some point. That's great. He's That's probably his best performance, in my opinion. And um, that was criminally overlooked uh, just across the board for any kind of nomination. Well, then they had to make sequels. That made it worse. Yeah. but um, And also, I want to give a shout-out to, uh, I think it was 05, uh, Sin City. Oh yeah, I thought he was great in that role because he just he had the voice and just the look for that like noir yes. cop who's just like doesn't care anymore and just like you know, uh, but then it's sort of like the, the the cop who breaks the rules and yeah, beaten down alcoholic kind of cop. Yeah. yeah, I loved I loved him in that role, and um, obviously that kind of film is not going to get award recognition, mm-hmm. but I think that was the last time you saw him just like in a role that just really seemed to fit him. Okay, and uh, he gave like a hundred percent, and I thought so. Yeah, uh, again, I, I I could maybe see him one day getting some kind of like, you know, not like a lifetime achievement award. Those go for more of the distinguished actors, but some kind of award that just because I mean, if you he, he does still make a lot of movies, just a lot of them are direct to DVD or Netflix garbage. But really, realistically, he's been acting like nonstop for the last 30 years. So you didn't talk about his best role. Oh, you said 2000. So I guess what, it's earlier. What you thinking? The Sixth Sense. Eh, he was good at it. Obviously, I would pick Unbreakable over that if I did. I, I would say they're on par, okay. in my opinion. I really like the next mention here. Also, another uh, 65-year-old gentleman here. Uh, and I probably mentioned his name before in this podcast, some capacity. Uh, Brendan Gleeson. Okay. He is an Irish actor. Um, he's been in a ton of stuff going, again, his career probably spans at least 30 years, if not more. Uh, and uh, you, would know him, you would know him from the Harry Potter films. He was Mad-Eye Moody. Right. Uh, but also, since you mentioned earlier, he wasn't in Bruges. I thought yeah, he was... Uh, t- the two movies I wanted to mention here, actually, ironically enough, were both done by the same director. And I thought Brendan was great in both films. The first one, like I said, was called In Bruges, and the next one was called Calvary. 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 Yeah, he plays... Is that newer? It is a bit newer, like four or five years ago. Uh, he plays a priest. I think it takes place in Ireland or somewhere in England, if I'm not mistaken. Like everybody's definitely using their natural accents in this mm. film. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he plays a, he plays a priest who... Um, uh, gets like a threatening phone call one day uh, from someone in this little village where he lives, and ba- basically, like, it's, it's, so it's yeah, like he, he's a he's a he's the priest of a church. It's a small community, but he gets a call one day, and someone basically says they're they're gonna kill him in seven days. It's like Jeez. so, and he spends the so the movie's not really necessarily a mystery, like a murder mystery. Anything. It's very it's it's I don't know. It's hard to explain. The film does a good job of balancing drama and lightheartedness. Like there's some dark humor in there, but also some serious topics too. They have some serious discussions. I mean, he's kind of just like interviewing the people around the town trying to figure out who might want to kill him and why mm. and i'm not going to spoil the ending of the films i think it's great but the second half is a little unpredictable but i thought it was a great film and he was amazing in it he did get for both these movies in bruges and calvary brendan did get a lot of awards recognition outside the oscars like mm. international film critics the bafta awards stuff like that but yeah unfortunately the oscars they just didn't seem fit and again these were smaller films didn't have a lot of marketing behind them so i think that's why he didn't get recognized for them but i thought he was great and was that movie an original movie or adapted both both original okay yeah cool. like i said both written and directed by the same director martin mcdonough 
who's a brilliant director. I think he was a theater guy before okay. he started doing films, but um, yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, Brandon's maybe got another decade or so left in him. Like I said, he's not uh, not really showing his age too much. So he could still have a lot of good roles left. I hope he gets some recognition because I think he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Next we have, um, and this one, honestly, it's, it's. Uh, I know when I mentioned this name earlier to somebody else in our house, they kind of looked at me funny, like, really? Like, why him? I, but I'm going to give one specific, I'm going to give one specific <laughs> shout out of a film that is one of my favorite roles ever. And I could watch it every day, probably. So, but in this case, we're going to talk about 68 year old gentleman, John Goodman. Okay. Now he um, he did a couple of films in the early '90s with the Coen Brothers that were really good. Okay. Uh, Barton Fink was one, uh, but uh, the one honestly, his favorite performance, John sorry, John Goodman's favorite performance of mine, easily is the Big Lebowski. Oh, I never saw that coming. Yeah. Now obviously Jeff Bridges is amazing in the movie too, but John Goodman is as Walter Sobchak, I believe is the character's name in the Big Lebowski, <laughs> the former Vietnam vet who just can't stop mentioning Vietnam the whole movie and carries his gun around with him everywhere and you know the whole everything to do with the bowling alley and his interactions with the dude that movie is <laughs> awful it's that movie is I'm not even gonna say the movie's underrated because it's not people love that film it's a cult classic but I will just say like I feel like John Goodman never gets talked about enough for how great he was in that nobody else could have done that role I don't think as good as he did it but that was not an Oscar worthy role well again it's a comedy so it's hard to get nominated for that kind of stuff and the Coen brothers weren't really at that point in their careers where they were huge names in mm-hmm. Hollywood at that point but I don't know I, I mean he's been in a bunch he's had a bunch of good roles he, also he was really good re, if you want to talk about a recent film Goodman was really good in as a sort of like a menacing character he was in uh, was it like eight or nine years ago um, 10 Cloverfield Lane oh yeah one? oh you told me about yeah. his, yes, he was great in that movie awesome. yeah he was really scary um, but yeah I mean obviously like most people know him. if you're talking about a TV background you know him from like Roseanne yes. or, or recently the Connors he's been in a bunch of he was like he was in uh, he's in that Ben Affleck film what was that I don't know six seven years ago Argo he was pretty okay. good in that one uh, he was in another one recently but yeah I don't know again I don't I, I'm not saying I, my hopes are not high that John Goodman will have any Oscar recognition in the next ten years or so of his career but um, I just wanted, wanted to talk about Big I just want to mention yeah. I think honestly that it's if anybody if we if we can go back to I would like to see the list of movies that were nominated from '98 I want to see like best I imagine he would have been best supporting actor in this movie mm. I want to see the list of best supporting actors that year I think I think I could fit him in somewhere no you, you know <laughs> no all right uh, next on the list we don't have too many left here um, uh, this one's actually very interesting uh, at 70 years old Kurt Russell. Okay. I find it very interesting. He's had a like, long and, yes. and great career. I mean, like, uh, I, I, first time, not me personally, because obviously I wasn't even born yet. But I think the first recognition he got back in the early '80s was probably in, in a movie called The Thing. Okay. Yep. Horror movie by John Carpenter. Uh, after that, he was in like Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. Also, both John Carpenter films that were great. Um, for me, as a in my generation growing up uh, in the early '90s, I recognized him. I knew him from Tombstone. Western, very popular. Why he okay. played, uh, he played Wyatt Earp. Um, he was great in that. Uh, but also, if you want to talk more recently, like in the last decade or so, um, two Tarantino roles that he did really stood out to me. First, he was in uh, Death Proof, okay, where yep. he plays a stuntman. Mike Cubbley was his name, and he was great in that movie, just playing this deranged stuntman. And it was def- it was filmed very low budget, like on purpose by Tarantino, trying to trying to make it feel like a 60s, 70s type uh, grimy B movie. Um, and then also, but more recently, also another Tarantino film that I thought he was great in was *The Hateful Eight. Oh right. Yeah, um, yeah. And I thought I thought he could have gotten recognition for either of those. More likely *The Hateful Eight, considering he had a larger role. Like, the, like *Death Proof* wasn't very long, 
uh, of a movie and his role in it is probably, I don't know, half an hour or so, but yeah, he's late for sure. But I don't, it just surprised me. Like he's got a very distinguished and varied filmography. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, he's still got probably another 10 years of acting left in him if he, if he wanted to. So he, he could still get one there, but he's, he's not the kind of guy that's going to be chasing like Oscar bait right. roles. So we'll see. But all right. I only got two more names left on the list here. Uh, next one we have is, uh, now, this you might recognize the name, but I'm sure you can't put a face to it right away. Once I mention a few roles, you might it might jog your memory. But at 74 years old, we have another, surprisingly, actually, a lot of Irish actors on this list, mm-hmm. I think about it. But another Irish actor who does a very good job of hiding his accent, by the way. Uh, he, he does a lot of roles where he, he doesn't use a natural accent, but his name is Brian Cox. Okay. Um, You would know him from, let me think. Few roles. Oh, the first one that really put him on the map, sort of, at least with like maybe North American audiences, back in 1986, I believe it was, he played in a movie called Manhunter, okay. which was directed by Michael Mann, who did like mm-hmm. Heat and Collateral and oh, know, yes. movies I love, right? But Manhunter was one of Michael Mann's earlier movie roles as a director. And Brian Cox, this was actually the first time that. So Brian Cox played Hannibal Lecter. This was before oh. Anthony Hopkins had played him in Signs of the Lamps. He's like OG. He's the OG Hannibal Lecter. Okay. And his 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 take on the character was very different than Hopkins. Um, he was still very like cold and menacing in this movie. Brian Cox was, but he didn't have the sort of like creep factor that Anthony Hopkins had in his role. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but he was great in in, in Manhunter back in the eighties. And for me, like I said, obviously, uh, given the generation I grew up in, I knew him first. I think from uh, a couple roles that stood out to me, he was in X Men Two. He played Stryker, William Stryker, the one who's trying to catch Wolverine the whole movie. You know, like the, the older guy who's always trying to track down because he, he caught Wolverine and gave him the adamantium and all that stuff. Yeah, you know I think I know who you're talking about. Older, I'm picturing an older actor with like a gray beard. Uh, also, he was in he was in the second Born film, Born on Supremacy. He played the guy who was basically trying to... Chase? Chase. <laughs> chase not, well, not Chase, but like he played like the old CIA guy, oh. uh, Abbott. You know, the one who's always trying to set right. up Born and... He hired the guy to go after Bourne, and then at the end of the film, spoiler, like Bourne kind of chase, tracks him down to the hotel and makes him commit suicide, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was great in that one, too. He, he was always good at playing those, like, especially, obviously, like, later on in his career for Brian Cox, when he's got into his, like, you know, late 50s, early 60s, he's probably playing those, like, old, those actors where you'd see them in a role, you'd be like, oh, that guy's going to be, like, the the one who back, uh, betrays everybody or he's like, because you don't put like a veteran character actor in a, in a role like that unless they're going to have a surprise twist mm. kind of thing, right? But um, oh, he's been in a lot of stuff. He, he's just one of those actors that, like I said, he recently he was on uh, a really popular. I think it's still going. There's a series on HBO called Succession. That I've heard he's really great in. I've only seen bits and pieces of it on YouTube. Um, but uh, I've heard he's great in the role too. But yeah, he's just a great veteran. Uh, he's, he's one of those character actors again. He's never been like an A-lister, but he's in like a ton of films over the last twenty, thirty years, and he's the kind of guy you'd probably recognize him. You, you'd, you'd be like, I've seen him in a movie before. He's, right. he's always good, you know. So. Again, odds are not high he's going to get any award recognition, but I think he deserves a shout out just for being a great, reliable actor. Reliable actor, right? Yeah. Um, and the next one on the list, uh, last? maybe yeah, the last one. Sorry, uh, maybe the most surprising one for me, especially given I mean, given his age, it's pretty much a, a guarantee at this point. I don't think he's going to get an Oscar, an Oscar nomination unless it's some sort of lifetime achievement award. But uh, at eighty five years old, Donald Sutherland, another really? fellow Canadian actor. Um, yeah, and obviously his career, I think, goes back to the 60s, or at least early 70s. Um, so many movies he's been in. Um, I mean, at least for ones that stand out for me. I know the one he got a lot of acclaim for back in the, I think it was 73, definitely back in the 70s. It was called Don't Look Now, sort of a horror thriller type film. Um, I think he was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But for me, it was, it was, for me, it was in the early 90s. Uh, he was in a movie called Backdraft. 
Um, oh, you talked about this recently. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's got you know, it's also got Kurt Russell in it, uh, Scott Glenn, a lot of other great actors. That was directed by Ron Howard as well. But Donald Sutherland plays a really great role in this one. Or, sorry, Robert De Niro was in that one too. I can't forget De Niro from Backdraft. But Donald Sutherland in Backdraft plays a an arsonist who's currently in jail, and he gets visits periodically from Robert De Niro and and the other main character of the film. Uh, I think it was William Baldwin, but. Um, they visit Sutherland in jail and they want to like interview him about previous because they're trying to catch an arsonist in the movie and they're trying to interview him as a previous arsonist and Sutherland's just so creepy in the movie. Mm-hmm. Just the way he talks, very soft and just like his, his eyes are just very menacing and like he looks like a freaking crazy arsonist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, I mean, recently he was in the Hunger Games films. He was the, um, what do you call the guy who runs the games? The, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Um, it's going to bother me. I know, eh? You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's been, like I said, I mean, if you haven't heard the name, I'd be surprised in some capacity if you don't know who Donald Sutherland is. You could probably picture him or at least picture his, or you could, if you close your eyes and thought what his voice would sound like, you can probably hear his voice too. He had a very distinctive voice. Uh, But yeah, honestly, like I said, I, I, very surprised he never had a nomination at all from like the 70s, 80s, or I know he hadn't done much, like maybe award worthy in the last 20 years, but I figured he had something from like the 70s to 90s, but nothing apparently. So I think that's criminally overlooked. And uh, he's definitely due some sort of lifetime award. So, yeah. If you don't know some of those actors' names already, that you'll at least look, consider looking a few of them up or looking up some of the titles that I mentioned. I think they're all great and worth a watch. I am looking forward to watching the Oscars next month. I'm sure it'll obviously be... If not televised, it'll be streamed online somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. There is. I think I made a short list of about 20 movies that <laughs> I were... I thought they got the short. <laughs> Well, I mean, there was something like 40 to 50 movies that were nominated, if you include documentaries and yeah. stuff too, that were nominated at the Oscars. But I made a list of about 20 films that I hadn't seen yet um, that I want to watch. And, and luckily, most of them are available on Netflix or Amazon Netflix or Amazon Prime. Uh, there's a few that aren't available anywhere right now, which is a little annoying. I think there was one I found I could rent on YouTube for like six ninety nine or something. <laughs> but other ones, I even tried to go to local, my local movie store here mm-hmm. in Canada, and they didn't have them for rent yet. So I don't think they're available even out, out in the wild. So I might have to just like try and track down a VPN or something to watch a few of these. Mm. But yeah, last year was an interesting year for movies. But there's a lot a lot of stuff that got nominated I had heard good things about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I do want to watch them at some point. I'd like to watch them in the next month if I can. So we'll see how that goes. And I'll report back. When we I all watch. know how to go. How's that? Tyler will play MOB. <laughs> Tyler that's will that's play a month Apex, from now. Yeah. And Tyler will not watch any of these movies. Eh, if you say Maybe so. one. I think I can watch 10. <laughs> you could. Yeah. You could watch all of them, but you won't. Wow. Call me out. All right. I am. All right. right here now. He's not saying I'm wrong. No, it's true. <laughs> all righty. What do you want to wrap up with? Final thoughts? Um, if you want to talk about the actors that you think have been criminally underlooked by the Academy, email us. At when opposites react at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, I don't actually have a teaser in mind for next week yet. I don't want to promise anything and then not deliver. So I'll just <laughs> say it probably won't be movie related, but other than that, I won't give you any <laughs> hints. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, um, as always, uh, you know, I think thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoy the show. Hope you learned something. And, uh, if you want to send us an email, like Sarah mentioned, by all means, please do. And we'll be back at the same time next week. Boys, bye. <laughs>